Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to the Gathering Movement talk show. We are here today with Jeannie Moravitz-Smith. Welcome, Jeannie. Oh, thank you, Bridget, for having me. Happy Friday. <laughs> we were just talking about how we're already having good days. You know, we've already worked out. We've done our stuff. We've done our hair. Um, and we're feeling ready to have this conversation. So I'm excited. Me too. Let's cool. let's rock and roll this. So I was saying before that I've actually never interviewed anyone in the HR field, really with your background. Um, the gathering movement is all about highlighting leaders, highlighting community members, highlighting um, people that are here to empower us all. And in I did do some research about you, which is funny because I typically don't. Um, it really aligns with your work in the world. And I'd love for us to start off with how your work empowers us all to be a leader. Hmm. Great. Well, thanks. I'm flattered that you actually did research on me. Um, I, being in human resources and the human-centric um, field, a career for 30 years, I feel that my current work in trying to help individuals, actually not just trying to, but helping individuals to see another way to look at any situation and to really find connection with themselves and others. So it's really about the relationship and building that. But you ha in it, it has to work from the inside out. And if you don't find yourself, you can't really fully connect with others. And so back to the human resource as aspect of it, going into corporations and really seeing where the CEOs are misaligned or not connected and helping them figure out how to flip the switch in their mind and see things a little bit differently. Um, I think that um, that makes all the difference for how they're showing up, if they're being authentic leaders, if their their staff can, can truly trust what they're saying and doing and get behind them. I think that really is where my work is making all the difference. Yeah, I love how you share that this work comes from the inside out because it's my experience in school and in the various jobs that I did have, it, it felt like it was coming from outside of me. You know, I was told by someone else what to do, you know, how to operate. And I like that we're flipping the switch and we're coming back within. So how did this work find you? How did you find yourself in this more inner perspective HR work? Oh, it's it's really it's really good question. And about four years ago, I started realizing a lot of what I was doing in human resources was compliance. And in the state of California, it's really that's that's key. Like that, if you have an HR function that is um, fully compliant, you can stay out of court. And it's really kind of a pro employee type of. It is a pro employee state. And so it was a lot of policy, a lot of legal and whatnot. And although that is wonderful and it's very much needed, it wasn't what was getting me to jump out of bed. It wasn't what was making me excited from the inside out. So I started looking at what can I do that excites me and how can I share with my learnings of how I show up, how I was able to flip my own switch on my thoughts and feelings and really control, take charge of the, the thoughts and feelings that were controlling my mind um, and showing up differently. And so, for example, when you're faced with a stressful situation, 
you can pause for seconds and really think about what is happening here? Why am I feeling this? And what do I want to do differently? So for example, you, I look at, oh, what value of mine is being compromised? And now I can figure out how I want to respond versus react. Because as we know, you can't take back how you made somebody feel or how some whatever you said left that pers person feeling. You can't take that back. But if you could learn some skills to, to show up differently in that those seconds, it is life changing. And it could be any simple interaction with somebody or a really complex, you know, days and days of communication, but how do you want to show up? And I'm continually saying and helping my, my leaders, do you, you want to respond? You don't want to react. So how are we going to do this? Right. And most recently, just, well, I was going to say last month, but it's already two months ago in February of this year, 2021, uh, my mom passed away. And during the process of her completely aging out, I realized how, and I, it's been a work in progress, but this was just confirming how important today is and how important each moment we have. And I think you and I chatted about this a week or two ago. Nobody is promised tomorrow. So how are you going to show up today? So I thought, you know, I've lived a pretty good life. I've, I, I'm pretty present. I do stop and smell the roses often. And could I share that with others? Could I share that um, where others could show up differently today, think things, think about whatever they're doing. And we all have different type of situations we're in. And some people might look at others and go, really, they're stressing out about that, but that is important to them that moment. So if they had some skills where they could just show up differently, where they could see the glass half full. And I'm pretty fortunate because I want to say and honor my mom in this situation. She taught me so well from the very beginning, glass half full, positive attitude. How do you want to show up? Create that, right? Not everyone had that mother that I had, that role model, model that I had. And so I feel like I want to share and give that back. And it's um, it's been really rewarding. And like you, I love what you're doing and you're showing up in your true pet, what you're true passionate about and, and me too. And it makes all the difference. And I want others to feel that I want them to live happily today and feel they're connected with themselves and others. And so I work with CEOs, leaders of organizations, emerging managers to how are they going to show up for their staff? But more importantly, how are they going to show up for themselves? That's the inner work. How are you showing up for yourself today? Hmm. Wow. It just feels so good. And I, I'm so grateful when I can have conversations like this with people like you, where it is about coming back to ourselves, present moment awareness, glass half full or more than full. Because of course, at any moment in our life, there are lots of things that we can be stressed out about, frustrated, everything. 
but how are we going to respond and react, which I love that you're bringing this up. Um, and it's funny because one of my next questions was going to be, how did you learn this? You know, how did you know to have this attitude, this mental belief system? And it sounds like it first came from your mom. So thank you, mom. Thank you, mom. <laughs> we love mom. Did you have any other teachers or books or guidance along the way that taught you some of these just ingrained beliefs of coming back to yourself first? Oh, so I am a lifelong learner, constantly signing up for things. I keep saying, Jeannie, stop following that shiny object. But I, I, the creative side of me, I can't help it. I, so I'm always learning something. Um, Eckhart Tolle, I remember him uh, books when I was at um, a software company 23 years ago. And the CEO was very grounded. And he would bring in a new book every week for his leadership team. And at first I would, you know, I was young, I was reading those things going, what is this? But it, I took bits and pieces of everything that I, that I learned and, and, and really thought, how can this apply? I mean, it, there has to be something to it. So there's anyone all across the board from, from Brianne Brown. I, I love, um, I love um, so many different, different folks out there um, of all ages too. And um, even Oprah, like, you know, she's one of my favorite people ever. And I hope someday to, to meet her because I think she's just amazing. So um, I'm just a lifelong learner every day. And, and I, some people have asked me, because I've been through some pretty, pretty challenging experiences in my life. And they say, how do you do it? And I go, well, first of all, I think I'm pretty resilient, but I also take everything that I've learned and I'm in the present moment and I just deal with it. I deal with it and it goes back to that glass half full. Um, but I also, I guess it was four years ago this last weekend, um, I finished a coaching program and that was pretty extensive. 300 and something hours worth of work to get the certification. And that really broke, like peeled the onion on what was remaining for me to get to that core, to get to myself and, and really see what was in there and what I could offer. It was a great program. That sounds very magical. 300 hours. I'm sure a lot happened in the 300 hours. Oh, you know it, you know it. Oh, so I um, I used to do things like Wonder Woman and I used to wear that cape proudly. It was like a trophy, like an honor. Oh yeah, if anybody can do it, Jeannie can do it. Until I hit the wall. And so in that particular training program, the coaching program, we had to do an exercise and um, I have a plastic wonder woman the clear airplane her jet and i brought that in and through quite the breakdown um of this woohoo the cape's the best thing ever you know to be wonder woman i broke that mold and i actually don't don't see that as a compliment anymore and and men and women not just women but we tend to do our people tend to do way more than they need to. And the whole balance of self-care and making yourself a priority and having boundaries, which I think I'm forever going to learn this because I've 
I've, I've been told I'm such a giver and I don't know when to turn it off. And so I'm working on my boundaries now every day and making myself a priority. But that was one example. And that's going through that. I actually help my clients do the same thing. Like, let's break these things down. And, and is it really an honor to wear a Wonder Woman cape? Is it? She's a fictitious character. We're human beings with a ton of responsibilities and only so many hours in a given day. So that was a good, really good. Now, I, I didn't even think about that. I haven't thought about it for a while until you just brought it up. And I should get my little plastic airplane out and put it on my desk, the yeah. jet, because it's a reminder. But it's a work in progress. And like I said, it's a learning. I'm a, a lifelong learner. So every day I'm learning something. And if I can share it with others, why not? Why not? Hmm. I love that. It's really funny. I was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago and that Wonder Woman archetype was coming up for me too. So, you know, everything's a mirror. It's no coincidence that you and I are having this conversation now. And part of my learning experience is also letting go of that mold and um, infusing spaciousness into my own life and uh, taking care of myself, you know, health in all these different ways. Interesting. Right? Right. Um, we can connect the dots looking back, right? <laughs> we can. Now I'm curious about the leaders that you work with. Um, and it sounds to me, and I could be completely wrong, but it sounds like you have a different approach to doing things, um, a different way of looking at values within organizations, values within the individual. Have there ever been experiences where there's resistance to some of this more value-driven um, personal development work with some of the leaders that you've worked with? Yes, yes, there is. Because at first they're like, well, we're going to do it this way because we've always done it this way or the company's been successful for 25 years, why change it? And those folks have been closed-minded. But I'm, I'm pretty tenacious. I just keep probing and probing and probing down like what if what if you did this what it what would it how would it feel if if you saw this performance or this progress and have you asked your staff what they think like how how are they because a lot of times and, and when I was internal HR even at, even since I've been consulting people would come to me and they would tell me things that they were afraid to tell their manager or afraid to tell their CEO because they didn't know how they were going to respond. So they re or react, should I say. And so when a leader becomes more uh, predictive on how they're going to respond, people start trusting them more. They start opening up a little bit more. They start sharing more. Then those staff members start feeling more connected, more, more such more of a sense of belonging feeling like they um, they want to do more for the organization. But when their values are compromised, or in some cases, some organizations don't even want to, you know, I don't want to put that fluff down in writing. We don't need to list out these values. But I disagree because a culture, there's all, every company has a culture. So it can be identified in written words, in bullet items, so that people understand what it is. And then if you hire for 
people who fit in the organization, but also those who don't so that you can be challenged by it. Um, I think it makes all the difference in the world because you really need diversity. You have to have diversity in organizations if you really want to be successful. Mm -hmm. So yes, I've been challenged, but I just remind them why they brought me in, what they saw valuable in me from the get-go, and I just don't give up. That's the Wonder Woman in me who's still there. She just keeps going, hmm, comes home at night, thinks of another way to approach the situation. Mm. And eventually, eventually, the leaders, they understand it. But this goes back to communication. Everyone hears things differently, absorbs things differently. So you need to get to know individuals. And that's the connection part. If you know them, you know how to present ideas to them, how to ask them the right questions to get them to feed information to you. There's so much to taking the time to enhance the relationship and build that connection with individuals. That's the only way that relationships are really sustainable. Yeah. It's to be there. I think back to the most... I guess, fulfilling jobs I've had in the past. And one thing that always made it stand out was I felt loved, appreciated, and understood on a deep yeah. human level beyond whatever I was doing, right? So that's what you're talking about. It's the leaders getting to know the people that they're working with, getting to know their desires, their personality, their values. And then because of that, creating a, a more cohesive, diverse whole to then, you know, bring forth the vision of the, of the company. Absolutely, absolutely. And when you allow someone to share their values, what's important to them, how they want to be treated, how they, you know, and, and it is perfectly okay. And I've coached a lot of leaders to say or ask their staff, um, there'll be a time where you don't meet my expectations. How would you like me to, to bring this to your attention? Mm -hmm. Ask them how they want to be treated. You'd be amazed that when you offer that up, what they tell you. And there's so many leaders like, oh, no, I don't want to ask them because that's what I, you know, but but why not? So I, I recommend they do that early on in the, you know, first the new hire orientation or whatever companies do. Ask them, get to know them. And this is something that um, was confirmed successful in elementary school. They would the teacher asked the parents as the incoming student for the year, what is it that they need from me? How can I support your child? Is there anything I need to know about that would make it a better relationship, a better year for your student, your child and my student, right? But as adults, they don't ask, they don't ask that question. And why not? Why not ask? And the more questions you ask, ask a question, sit back and listen, truly listen to what is being said. And in some cases, listen to what's not being said too, because they're not saying it because they're not comfortable. Then ask them, is there something I'm doing that is not allowing you to feel comfortable? Because there's something I could do differently. How should I show up for you as your manager? What do you need from me? I want to be your coach and help you succeed. And so that's really where a lot of my leaders have said, makes me most valuable to them, like reminding them on how they should, how they should show up and what questions they should ask their staff and when. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's, and it takes time up front, but in the end, when you get to know your staff, 
we've all worked with people where it just gels. You gel with them so well that it's eventually you don't even have to really give them direction because you, you're on the same page. So it's worth the planning up front and take the time to, to get to know your staff. Hmm. And it sounds like this is all just coming back to like base level communication of asking maybe even challenging questions because maybe the person on the other side, maybe the employee has never even thought of this for themselves. Maybe they've never had the ability or opportunity or invitation to be like, you know, how would I like to be, how would I like to communicate with someone else? What kind of support do I need? That's really helpful, I think. Absolutely. And you're right. Basic communication. And I, I have drilled down almost every single issue in every organization I've worked with. And I've been in HR 32 years and it all comes back to communication, either lack of avoidance or what are you saying and, and tone? How are you saying it? So it is, it comes down, it comes back to that and asking people questions like you just said, who maybe they've never been asked that question before. It's thought provoking. And then they're like, they care about me. They want to know this. And so when I talk about with some new leaders that I've met, like get to know your staff, they're like, I don't, I don't really want to know about their dog and their kid at the, you know, the dog at the vet or whatever. I go, it's not that. It's beyond <laughs> that, right? It's so beyond that. Get to know them in here. And more importantly, share yourself in here. Like let some leaders like, well, I have to put this hat on. I have to be strong. Sure you do. But you also are human. Show up, share you, and you'd be surprised at what your staff will share with you too. And really, that is how you start building connection. That's how you start retaining top talent. That's how you build an organization that will withstand years like the year 2020. Because you're connected. You're committed and they know they can trust you and that you have their back. The visionary in me is like, has all gears turning. I'm like, okay, so what would the world look like if we had more organizations where the leaders knew the employees, where the employees knew themselves, where there was um, synergy between it all, there was synergy in the vision, there was commitment to the vision. What would the world look like? <laughs> Could you imagine how productive? And I love how you were saying the visionary because oftentimes I'm in a meeting and I'm like, oh, if you could see inside my brain, I can feel the gears. Yeah. So um, every I believe, and I believe it's possible. I truly do. I'm, I'm working on this other thing I'm going to pitch this week, um, which could be really exciting for a lot of CEOs and really start sharing success, what's, what this looks like, so that more and more organizations can get on board, can at least start making the right, the steps in the right direction. I think organizations would be more productive. I think there would be less stress from an individual perspective and just in if, as global. I mean, a lot less stress, a lot less frustration, I think individuals would be able to be doing, more individuals would be able to be doing what they're most passionate about. They'll be excited to get up and go to work because they're doing what they wanna do, what, they, what they're, they're programmed to do too. It's kind of like eventually people figure it out, but it would be so amazing how efficient everyone would be. And I think a lot of our leaders, a lot of our CEOs would be 
pleasantly surprised at how well the machine is running. Hmm. This feels exciting. And I'm like, how can we clone you, Jeannie? Like, we need more of you in all in all um, industries. Like, we need this. We need this. Yeah, I'm going to go global, girl. I'm going global. I feel right. it. What is next for you? Let's share. Well, I have a program that um, is coming into play. It's going to be eight weeks six months or 12 months, depending on what um, the need is for the individual um, and group. So it's individual and group coaching. We want to really focus on personal and professional development for the individual or the, the team. Um, energy leadership is really important. And I'm certified as a, um, it's ELI, it's the Energy Leadership Index, and it's a, an assessment I do. So that's why I would probably start each program with everybody taking that so they have a baseline of kind of where they're showing up. And that's a lot of what I was talking about, understanding what's being compromised when you're feeling that stress, being able to identify what it is and quickly flip that switch so that you can respond versus react. And I'm not kidding. I can say that so simply life changing, life changing. I use it, the technique all the time. And then allowing leaders to show up 100% authentically. Like, who are you? Why hide behind these masks? And I used to, back when I was, you know, first starting out in corporate, I would go in the parking lot, the underground parking lot, put my work hat on, and then I'd go to work and be all professional in my suit. And then I get in my car, rip that thing off, <laughs> go to happy hour. And then, then as, as and I'm so grateful, honestly, Brit, or, um, uh, Bridget, that there's folks like you now coming up in the, in the world that I am so honored to be, to know you and watch you grow. I'm so excited because when I was starting out, you you didn't really buck the system. You do you just did what you were like. You showed up how you were expected to show up, and it's so nice over the decades that I've been able to show up totally authentic. But I love 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 how the folks that are now entering the work world they don't expect anything but, and it's like really exciting for me. So showing up authentically, my programs um, are all human centric. So it's all about this, this body, this soul, how you're showing up, how you're treating other people, um, how people are walking away from every interaction that they have with you. And then it can't be done without the emotional intelligence part, like really understanding the mindset and the, the, this, this whole thing where our gears are moving. And so if you go through what I just said, it actually spells out peace. So, and peace is what came to me the week that my mom's soul entered my souls. So I say this, like I am walking now with two souls in my soles of my shoes, right? And it is, it's changed. I've changed a lot since February and I've really realized, and that's, there was a missing piece to this program that I have and now it spells peace. And it really has to do with, the grace, the love, and the peace that I had through that transitional period of my mom um, fully aging out. Wow. 
Well, and it's funny, you said there was a missing piece and I'm just sitting here like internally smiling because you found your piece in a different way, like P-E-A-C-E. Yes, and I have like two, if you, I have like my hair standing up, I got the chills. It feels so right and it's so, it's such a good time for everything. It's so wonderful. Oh, I love this. And I'm just so grateful, again, that there's people like you who are coming back to our human nature, are allowing and inviting us to work with this human system, the mind, the emotions, and transforming that into our ability to lead. Yes, yes, yes. You do. I it's so it. exciting. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Jeannie. This has been really, I feel very grounded in our conversation. It just feels beautiful. So thank you for bringing your energy. And is there anything else that you want to share with the, the community in terms of leadership, empowerment, connection with yourself, connection with humans? Oh my gosh. I, 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 I thank you so much for having me. This has been wonderful. If I could give one piece of advice right now, and I'm just coming up with this, it's okay, folks, take your mask off. You do not need to wear that, that work hat that leadership hat, be you. Because when you show up authentically, and yes, there'll be people who are like, what, I don't get you. But guess what? Then you're in the wrong place. And I worked for organizations like that where I was VP of HR. And you know what? I just wasn't going to comply with those rules and regulations. It wasn't me. It was keeping me up at night. I was so stressed out. I was going to have a heart attack in my 30s, right? And I'm like, you know what? This is not how it should be. And I know there's a lot of leaders out there who are having that experience. Well, I'm here because the money's good. Well, you know what? If you follow your passion and your dreams, the money will come. And I know it's hard to believe, but if you do what you love and you're showing up as you, it will all work out. Do not stay in an organization for a paycheck. It will take your life. And our life is short. Tomorrow is not promised to anyone. So we need to be happy today. And so if there's any leaders out there that I could help in any way, 33 decades in human resources, I know that from the inside out. And now I'm working from the inside out with every, every leader that wants to come my way. I'm here for you. I love this. And how can people contact you? So you can find my website. It's um, hr-rx.com. And um, I have an Instagram is uh, Smith 777 And on there is a socio tap that can send you to all my links. And if you're throwing out a phone number, if you want to call my office line, I still have an office line, 858-578-9831. I love it. You're the first one to drop a phone number. <laughs> you know what? That's real old school. Drop in a phone number, pick up the phone, let's chat. Because if that starts ringing right now, I would love to help you. So many of us, and we did this the other day. We, you, well, we could go on Zoom and I'm like, you want to go old school and just talk on the phone? Like, let's get those connect, those, the, the deep conversations back in whatever form you want. And if that's the telephone, let's do it. Yeah. I love a good phone call. So, so thank you. Oh, thank you. This was so wonderful. I had a lot of fun. Me too. Me too. I always have a great time talking to people and it makes it, um, it makes it awesome when we have good stories to share and a mission to share also. Absolutely. I am so proud of you and I can't wait to see your success. You are amazing. 
So are you. So are you. Thank you. Thank you everyone for supporting the show and supporting the mission of bringing people together, of gathering together, of leadership and empowerment within us all. Um, I'm excited to see the show go big places in the coming months. So thank you so much. And thank you, Jeannie. Yeah, thank you so much. Have Bye -bye. a beautiful day.